0: Another year brings another Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, and it continues to be the Super Bowl for shark scientists and nerds. This Saturday, the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy will be featured in a Shark Week special called Wicked Sharks, which will focus on their role in studying shark activity off of Cape Cod. I got Education Director Marianne Long on the line to talk about the impact Shark Week has had on the Conservancy's research, why the TV tradition has had such staying power, and her dark, dark Shark Week secret. So I'm here with Marianne Long, the Education Director at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. And it's Shark Week, Marianne. How do you feel about that?
1: I am so excited, Rob. Everyone here loves Shark Week. It's like
0: Christmas for shark nerds. (laughs)
1: that is good i mean over here at the atlantic white shark conservancy we kind of live a life where literally every week is shark week um (laughs) but at least when it's you know discovery channel shark week everyone is celebrating with us so it just brings more fun and and energy to the week
0: the more the merrier this is you know this is discovery super bowl this is you know a good time (laughs) And, and you have a role in shark week this year you guys are on some programming
1: um. Yes. Uh, so our staff scientist, Megan Winton, um, since she collaborates with Dr. Greg Skolmo, the Massachusetts Division of Marine Fisheries, they are going to be on an episode on Saturday night. Um, so that is August 15th. The show that they will be on is called Wicked Sharks. Which I guess I, if I'm saying it that way, I should say Wicked Sharks. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. That's where it came from. Uh, you, you can't, if you put the Wicked in there, you can't actually pronounce the R then when you say sharks. So. It's a
0: rule in Massachusetts. I'm it's all too familiar. Totally rule.
1: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so we're super excited for that to air uh, and hope everyone will tune in and, you know, be able to see the local team and what they're doing with White Shark Research.
0: What's the kind of focus on this uh, program that you got going on here?
1: Um, so with that episode, they are going to be looking at the white shark tagging. Um, and to be honest, I can't give too much away uh, because we don't want to have any spoilers out there. But there are I need some really cool tags. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> you know our staff scientist, Megan Winton, and she would be really upset with me if I let out a spoiler.
0: You know what? And I, and I want us all to be on good terms. And if I, if I leak something out, uh, then I, I might never get invited back. You know, and that would that would be sad for me.
1: This is true. I mean, we call Megan the brains of the operation for a reason. Um, you know, so we really just can't cross her.
0: <laughs> that's right. You don't want to mess with your scientists because they know things and they'll find things out. Uh,
1: <laughs> <True>.
0: <laughs> so. All right. So we can't talk about the show that's coming up. But, you know, Shark Week overall, why do you think it's been so huge? What I mean, it's, it's been going on since, what, 1988? Uh, what's the appeal?
1: You know, I think for different people, there are so many different things that bring them in. I mean, especially this year, I think one of the beauties of Shark Week is they literally take you around the world. You know, they partner with researchers from all over. And, you know, right now where people can't travel, you know, so many people are working from home. They're, you know, doing stay-at-home vacations watching shark week this year is going to take them on that vacation you know they just get to tune in for an hour and what do you know they're down off of south africa or they're over in australia or they're in the bahamas which i mean i would love to be in any of those places right now so i think that's a big part is it really does expose people to what's going on you know for here in massachusetts when we have that local episode that again will be on saturday night um But, you know, that shows them what's going on in their backyard, but it does take it further and it gives that global perspective about what's going on with shark research. Um, So I think that's a big drop. But I also just think that, you know, whether it's through fear or fascination, sharks are engaging and, you know, discovery knows what they're doing and they pull you in with some of those clips and those previews that they put on those commercials and it grabs at people and it takes their attention and they just get hooked Um, And for us, you know, then we see people want to learn even further, which is really exciting.
0: Sharks aren't a bland animal. They're interesting. You know, there's no octopus week. There's no goldfish week. And there's no dolphin week. I mean, there should be because they're cute animals. But sharks are just there's something about them that we just can't look away.
1: You're so right, and I think part of that is because we're constantly learning new things about sharks, and that is one of the things that Shark Week brings is you know that ongoing research and the, that current research. I mean, we're still discovering new species of shark, which is amazing. And so, no, we don't have a dolphin week, um, but because we're learning such new things and You know, when we look at sharks, one species can be very different from another. When you look at their biology, their behavior. Um, So A, you know, in terms of discovery and creating content, they have so much that they can choose from. But B, you know, it just provides people with this access to, you know, new, exciting science, as well as new and exciting technology. You know, one of the things that I recently learned, um, you know, we just partnered with Discovery Channel and we did an event, Stars of Shark Week. And it's because of what they're doing with the filming. Um, You know, hearing from Andy Casagrande, you know, they've really pushed what is available in terms of underwater technology with cameras, with microphones, because they want to take people on that journey and they want to include people in that research. And so, you know, it's all these advances that are happening, and, you know, people get to learn about it then by watching these shows. And I think that's just another reason that draws them in.
0: I guess you would say people are hungry for shark uh, information. Uh,
1: You could definitely say that people are hungry for shark information and, you know, shark week kind of lights that fire for so many people. Um, You know, for us with, you know, as a organization with our different education programs and our outreach facility here, you know, people come in all the time and they're asking questions. Well, did you see that shark week episode? Or, you know, we saw Dr. Skolmo when he tagged Curly in that episode and, You know, it starts something in their minds and it, you know, leads them to be a scientist because then they start asking more questions and they want to, you know, do their own research and figure out that next step. And especially for kids, it's such, you know, a flame that starts burning and then they want to read every shark book and they want to watch every shark documentary, you know, and it sets them on this journey of wanting to learn more. And, you know, from there, because there is still so much that we can discover, You know, you never know where those can then take young kids or even young adults, you know, and set them on a track for trying to answer some more of those questions and find out new information.
0: So obviously you think that Shark Week has a positive effect on, you know, on our culture, uh, culture's perception of sharks. And, you know, it influences the kids to maybe learn more about them. Did it influence you when you were younger? Did you watch Shark Week and be like, I got to get in on this?
1: You know, I have to be honest. Growing up, we didn't have cable.
0: Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I'm so sorry. Uh, we're really, we're bringing down the podcast. This is, we're getting serious now. Um, this is, it's, it's, this is dark. Tell me, tell me about this, Mary. I know.
1: I grew up without any cable. And so I think the first Shark Week I ever watched was when I was in college. Um, and I actually think that it was on DVD. The first like set of Discovery Channel Shark Week I watched was the DVD. Um, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. What's a DVD? I don't, exactly, I, don't I only know about a- streaming.
1: It's this old flat disc that you okay. used to insert, and it would allow you to watch recorded videos. Oh my I know, it's very old technology. Oh my god, I'm aging myself <laughs> so bad right this
0: now. Is, this is blowing <laughs> my mind. I, okay, so apparently this magic disc held this information of Shark Week. And, how, and like what was it like just being like, oh, like this is something that, because you didn't have cable and you lived in a world of darkness, uh, you never knew about. Like, What did you think about it?
1: I mean then i was totally hooked because at that point i was in college and i was already studying marine science and so that started to ignite you know my excitement for sharks um i will also say which my parents will be really grateful to hear on one of those episodes then i saw dr greg and realized he was doing shark research here in massachusetts so that's home state i went to school down in south carolina but so i totally emailed dr and was like hey you should hire me. Can I have a job? (laughs) Um, And he actually did reply. So huge credit to Dr. Skomal. But he unfortunately replied and told me that he was not hiring. So but it did get me back to Massachusetts. And lo and behold, now, you know, me working for the Conservancy, I get to work collaboratively with Dr. Skomal. So it's actually pretty cool when you look back on it in that way. Um, so yeah, so shark week definitely exposed me to some new things. I think more so it exposed me some places I want to travel, you know, seeing where they go on the show and, you know, the different species that they film and work with it's ignited, you know, seeing them in Guadalupe Island, um, you know, that put that on my bucket list and I was, you know, fortunate enough to be able to go there. I've actually gone there twice now to dive with white sharks. Um, but there are definitely some other places that I want to go, you know, after seeing some of those shark week episodes
0: and it ignites a sense of discovery, um but you know there has been some criticism of shark week because obviously there's a lot of education and a lot of things going on with science but i think there has been times when you know the mockumentary stuff and it kind of gets a little dramatic and maybe it kind of steers a little bit away from the science kind of like the megalodon the monster shark lives do you think that's kind of necessary in order to bring more people in or do you think maybe we, there should be like a little change up what are your thoughts on that
1: i mean we definitely appreciate the shows where they are you know Sticking to the science, yep. um, I will say that, you know, for us as an organization, we work with students in K through 12, um, as well as adult community groups. And ever since that Megalodon mockumentary came out, we have people who still tr- who now believe that the megalodon still exists. Um, <laughs> so that one has definitely made um, our education team's job a little challenging um, because you know people didn't read that end line at the very end explaining how it was you know not a real documentary in any way. Um, so you know any media source, um, sorry because you are you know media yourself. That's right. Um, you know getting the story correct it doesn't always happen. Um, and so, you know, but that's where we come in and we're able to, you know, explain things further and provide more of that content for people. Um, but in the end it does open the conversation, you know, what they're doing and what they're sharing with the public and how they engage with so many people. It can, you know, be a door opener. Um, and then we, you know, we go in and we help to explain things further or clarify some of those things.
0: Yes, and it's interesting because it's like with uh, in news with headlines. People will read a headline or they'll watch the show and maybe they won't watch it till the end or they don't do the research on it. And, you know, so it's, it's hard sometimes to control public perception when the facts are laying right there. It's the fine line between entertainment and information.
1: Yes, you are spot on with that one. And, you know, what you're saying, like with headlines. And, I mean, we had um, a few people who actually called us and they said, Oh, my gosh, is Mike Tyson really going to fight a shark this year on Shark Week? (laughs) Um, You know, but that was that headline to draw people in. um, And drawing people in then, you know, allowed them to, you know, watch the show, hopefully, and then be able to see that it wasn't an actual fight, Um, you know. But it was an opportunity for Mike Tyson to educate people about sharks and, you know, show a positive interaction between a person and sharks and that ecotourism opportunity.
0: Didn't Michael Phelps swim with a shark or something like that? Wasn't that uh, one of the things? Am I remembering that correctly?
1: Yes. And that was another one that, you know, leading up to that, they said, you know, in all their promotions that Michael Phelps was going to race a shark and that he was (laughs) going to get, you know, who is faster, Michael Phelps or a hammerhead, Michael Phelps or a white shark. So leading up to it, everyone was really thinking, oh, my gosh, they put Michael Phelps in the water next to a white shark. Um, And then I do think some people were disappointed when then they watched the show and they realized he was using the math formulas and, you know, it was all digitized. He wasn't actually in the water um, with a great white shark. But, you know, that shark then really, you know, laid it out there for people and explained the abilities of sharks with their you know, ability to swim and generate that thrust force. Um, it ended up being a really great science lesson. You know, of course, you're going to hear that from me. I'm an educator, so I'm going to turn this into course. standards and education. Um, but, you know, again, that's that example of here was the headline. Here was the actual story, um, you know, and how it went through.
0: It's such an interesting thing because, you know, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I kind of wanted to see that. But the, like I said, the information is solid. It's kind of, you know, again, it's the mix of information, entertainment and marketing. Uh to you know, get eyeballs because there's a lot of things distracting us, Marianne. I have ca- I literally have five tabs of cat videos to cheer me up this afternoon. Unless you're telling me like, hey, the shark's gonna swim in with Michael Phelps. I'm like, awesome. It's like, well, he's not actually doing it, but here's the science. I'm like, Oh, you got me. But that's good because I learned something.
1: That's it. And sometimes that is what you need to do. You have to have that hook, right? right. You gotta draw people in with some things. For you, apparently you get hooked on cat videos.
0: Cat videos. For me,
1: it's more like shiny things. You know, I'm totally drawn to shiny things. (laughs) We're
0: talking jewelry. We're talking like disco balls. What kind of shiny things we got?
1: Um, Jewelry um, or, you know, shiny things in terms of like fish scales. Like i get very distracted by fish.
0: Um, Did you read The Rainbow Fish as a kid? That was one of my favorite books.
1: Oh my gosh. That is by far one of my most favorite books. And just the moral of that story as they go through it. It's just so good. Like teaching about sharing and how giving to others will make you happy. We could do a whole podcast on the rainbow fish. All right,
0: I'm writing, I'm writing this down. I'm writing notes. Uh, rainbow fish. Marianne <laughs> equals great content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know Shark Week. It's been around for a long time. It's had so much programming. But if you could uh, kind of plan their next show about what you want to see in uh, programming, what do you think they should focus on next? What's Shark Week 2021?
1: Oh boy. Um, Well, I think one of the things that we always want to see um, is show some more diversity. Um, You know, there are a lot of females and shark scientists, and there are a lot of diverse groups um, around the world who work in shark conservation. Um, So I think that that would be something really great, um, you know, to be able to highlight some of that work um, in that sense. So, you know, and I think discovery, you know, has been really working to do that, um, and showcasing some more of the female scientists. Um, but I think that would be a good direction to go. Um, I think as well, some of the cool shows that we also get excited about. I mean, obviously we love the local what's going on here with the white sharks, but the deep water stuff, you know, looking at bioluminescent sharks, I think that's pretty intriguing. Um, a few years ago, they did a show with the Vicky Vasquez about alien sharks, in a new species that she had discovered. And that one was pretty cool. And just because we know so little about deep water species, I think some more of that would be really engaging for the public.
0: We got to get deep. We got to go further. We got to go deeper into the crevasse. And yes. Yes. Well, that's great. Well, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see the show. Uh, we got, yeah, obviously, Greg Scomol is a local legend when it comes to sharks. So we have Megan Winton, my favorite uh, legend. Uh, when it comes to sharks, uh, doing some great stuff. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic.
1: It is going to be awesome. Um, you know, or as we like to say around here, it is going to be jossum.
0: I You know what? I literally was about to interrupt you, but I, I let it happen because uh, you know I like catchphrases. So that's jossum.
1: <laughs> totally. Or I mean, I guess if we're going to go in line with our show on Saturday night, we can say it's wicked jossum.
0: Wicked jossom. Is there like a is there a Massachusetts way to say jossum or is it just pop the... <laughs> Oh god, I gotta quit while well, I'm I'm a Hampshire guy, so this is embarrassing. <laughs> All right. you, you
1: might you might as well stop now. <laughs> I
0: you know what? We're we're cutting the show now. Thank you so much, Marianne, and you have yourself a good one.
1: Thank you. You too, Rob.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Shark Tales. We have more sharky things with the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy on our NBC Ten Boston website, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Make sure to catch the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy on Wicked Sharks at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Discovery. Tell them Rob sent you.